Nurse Deck, we give nurses a place to belong, whether that's the platform to be heard or the breathing room to be accepted right where we are today. Nurse Deck is proud to be built by our collective Nurse Voice. The Nurse Voice interview series showcases the true diversity in nursing experience through individual storytelling. We hear from professionals from all walks of nursing life, in academia, at the bedside, in the C-suites of administration, and at the forefront of nurse-led innovation. Nurses are strong, but we need each other more than ever. Our stories connect and unite us, and we are thrilled to bring you a new one each week. I'm Jamie Smith, and this is The Nurse Voice. Hi everyone, my name is Jamie Smith and would like to welcome you to the Nurse Deck interview series. Today we are interviewing Charlene Harad Awomana. Hi there. Hi, how are you? Great. So tell us Charlene, how did you get started in nursing? What led you into writing and hosting? Okay, so what got me so excited into nursing was when I was a little girl, I used to go to this clinic. And I used to see this lady at the clinic who would always call me in the back of the clinic. And I was just so excited and fascinated with her. She was the only African-American nurse that was at the clinic at that time back in the 80s. So that's what inspired me to become a nurse because she would always explain to me everything that she was doing. And I knew I had that trust. She was like a real trusted person that was at that clinic that I could say anything to. She would explain things to me. And I was just so fascinated in her job. Interesting. So when you were young, you said you went to a clinic, you met a nurse who turned out you said she was African American and she taught you. She put you under her wing. It sounds like she was was there for you. Yeah, she nurtured me. She showed me that, you know, nurses were the best in a clinic. You know, you saw the doctor for maybe five or 10 minutes, but the nurse really spent time with you getting your vitals, asking you how you feel. If you told her you didn't feel well, she asked you what was wrong. You know, she just had that nurturing, caring feeling. Got it. So she ultimately inspired you to be a nurse. Yes. That's really cool. So really interested in knowing this. I wrote a medical book, took me four and a half years. I see that you have completed 18 books over the past three years. Can yes. you tell us? Yeah. So can you tell us more about your books, such as A Silent Epidemic, Nursing and Depression Anthology, and The Magic Nurse Vaccine Versus Shots? What inspired yes. you to write these? Well, for me, being a nurse who um, suffered with depression earlier in my career, I decided that how could I best serve the people who serve others? So what I did was I did a little bit of research to find out are there nurses like me who were going through some type of depression? Um, I was doing home care there for a minute and my nursing supervisor she was a very seasoned nurse. And one day, um, 
one of my patients passed away that I was doing home care for. And I felt like I wasn't myself that day, but I knew that I had went to visit four patients. So um, I went into the office and I said to my supervisor, oh my goodness, I went to see my four patients today and I don't remember what I talked to them about because I was thinking about my patient who passed away. So we had a conversation and I asked her, is there any way that I can come back into the office for two weeks until I kind of got myself acclimated, you know, to what was going on in my life at work versus my life at home? And she brought me back into the office, but she said, you know what? We're going to bring you back in the office for a month. That showed me that my nurse manager was very worried about her nursing staff and how we deal with death. Even in home care, you have deaths, you know, um, not to mention that in nursing in a hospital, you know, nurses do deal with death. But when you're in someone's home, you know, you get that family closeness, you get to know the family, you get to know the patients. So you get to know their walk in life. And what came out of that was I needed to share my story so that other managers, other um, avenues in healthcare can also, um, you know, um, benefit from that that assignment that I had to write that book. So ultimately, um, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah, so that they could get the feeling of what nurses really look for. And me working in home care, I stayed there for nine years. So that was a job that I was comfortable in and not only comfortable in, the nurse manager made it worth my while to stay there because she understood that life things happen. Sounded like you had a supportive boss and who understood because I don't hear that a lot from my nurse colleagues. It sounds like you mentioned being depressed. It sounds like there was a touch of burnout too, but is that mm -hmm. right? Yes. And yes. And so you ultimately wrote to share your story with others so they can benefit from it. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause that's what nurses do. They teach, they share their stories so that the people who are coming behind us can experience some of that. And maybe that would change a lot of other managers and their outlook on how they represent their nurses. So there's a difference between a boss and a leader. It sounded like you're, I should call them a boss, but it sounds like they were a leader because they were looking out for you and your best interest because if they're, if their employees are happy, then, you know, you're going to stay at your job longer, which ultimately is, you know, better continuity of care for your residents, your patients. So absolutely. Yes. Your leader for doing that, for understanding. Love Nurse Social. Think all your nurse friends should join. Well, you can earn serious points and swag for each one that joins in. You'll get a unique link to share with friends and colleagues and earn rewards once they sign up and verify their nursing license or student ID. It's that easy. Learn more and sign up at refer.nursedeck.com today. 
And my other book that's called The Magic Nurse, that book is so dear to me. I am here to tell you that I've been a pediatric nurse for 12 years. I went on an assignment in California that prompted me to write that book. You know, several kids were coming um, in on a daily basis to get their, their vaccine for COVID. And I just, you know, I just sat there and I just observed the kids and they were fearful because all of the parents were telling the kid they was coming to get a shot. So I'm sitting there thinking of everything under the sun, not to say that they were getting a shot. So I came up with the analogy of a vaccine versus a shot. Oh. Right. So when you tell kids that they're coming to get a vaccine, one is something that they don't know about. Two, it's a different wording. And three, when I told the kids that they were getting a vaccine and I explained to them and let them do touch and feel, I let them touch the syringe. I let them feel the syringe to know that it wasn't going to hurt. I talked to them about the solution that was in the vaccine and that was in the syringe that wasn't going to hurt as well. So with me letting them do touch, feel, an explanation behind why they were there and also gave them an opportunity to tell me what they felt about COVID. And I would ask them their favorite colors, their favorite cartoons. It was just like, you know, I tell people when you work with pediatric patients, it is the most rewarding job because where else you get to play all day. <laughs> so... And going to California, it really opened my eyes that not only the kids in California, all the kids all over the world need to know that they're going to get a vaccination. Now, when school come up and they get vaccinations, those are so important for their health, their teacher's health, and all of the other kids that are in school as well. So when I started talking about vaccines, the kids were excited, you know, like, give me more, give me more, give me more information. And <laughs> over the 200 kids a day that I was giving vaccinations to, they were so excited. So they called me the magic nurse because the oh. vaccine didn't hurt just as, just as I told them. It wasn't going to hurt and it didn't. And, you know, I got comments like, oh boy, oh boy, it really didn't hurt. Um, oh Mommy, you have to let her give you your vaccines. They really doesn't hurt. So then I had the adults coming to get their vaccines done by me as well. So when I was in California for those three and a half months, it was so rewarding and exciting. You know, I got to go to Google, um, Tesla, um, Facebook, you know, all of those companies that are in San Francisco. I got to go there to vaccinate their employees and tell their employees the importance of being vaccinated. And, you know, just to share some of my East Coast swag so that they'll know that, you know, we all are in this to win this. That is super cool. 
you caught my attention. You said the kids went from being scared to wanting to receive the vaccine to telling their parents about it, saying, Mom, it's really not that bad. Their parents getting vaccinated. It sounds like you were to, able to educate them on why the vaccine's important, but also, like you said, by touching, feeling, educating them, and what a difference and impact that made. Who knows? You might end up having them be a nurse when they grow up because it sounds like you have inspired them. Yes. And, and the most important part of being a pediatric nurse is several kids um, with different illnesses were coming to get their vaccines. And, you know, for me being a pediatric nurse, I see all kids as a kid. So this one kid, he laid in the floor. And he kept screaming and screaming and I kept hearing him behind me, but I was working at my station, you know, conversating with the kids and I just happened to turn back and see him laying on the floor. So I goes back there. I stopped my station for a minute. I went back there. I said, now I can't even get around you. Why are you in the floor? He said, because I come here to get a shot and I don't want to. I said, well, guess what? We can really go outside and take a walk and we're just going to have a conversation. So I sat outside on a bench with him and I asked him again, why are you here? He said, my mom said I have to get a shot. I said, well, well, let me tell you something. At my station, I don't have any shots. Uh -huh. He said, for real? All of those other nurses have shots. I said, well, at my station, I have a vaccine. And on top of that, I need a helper. Are you willing to help me and come to my station? He said, sure. He said, well, is it going to hurt? I said, well, it's going to hurt a little bit. And then it's going to be gone just that quick. As quick as it happened, it's going to be gone. I said, do you trust me? He said, yes. So for some unknown reason, I think the touch with kids work. So I held both of my hands out and he put his hand on my hand and I said, okay, we're going to walk back in here. I'm going to give you your vaccine. You're going to be my helper and it's going to be all over and you're not going to feel anything. And then you can call your friends and tell them to come to my station and it'll be all right. So we went in, his mom watched us the whole time. And then he sat at my station. I let him clean his arm with the alcohol wipe. And I told him, this is all the alcohol you'll have until you're 21. And he laughed and he fell out. And then he rubbed it on his arm. I said, is it clean? He said, um, yeah. I said, no, rub it again. Get it clean, clean, clean. So he was rubbing, rubbing, rubbing. I said, okay, it's clean now. I said, okay, so you look over at the TV screen and I'm just going to count from one to 10 and on 10, I'm going to give it to you. He said, okay. So I said, one, two, and he jumped. I said, what are you jumping for? I ain't do anything. So I said, I'm going to have to start over all over again. And then I said, one, two, and I gave it to him at three. And then I took the needle and stuck it behind my back. And then I kept counting four, five. He said, no way. I said, what? He said, you gave it to me and it didn't even hurt. I said, yes way. It didn't even hurt. So after I gave him his vaccine, his mom came over and she was crying. And I couldn't figure out why. She said, my son has autism and he doesn't like people to touch him. But I told him he needed to get this shot. And how did you get him to come back in here? I said, well, we just had a conversation. 
And I asked him to trust me, and he said he would. And his mom was so grateful because wow. he was a kid with autism. I didn't know, but I figured I'd do the same thing that I do for every other kid. And it made a world of difference to him and his family. And, wow. of course, I had to come back to give him his second shot. So, <laughs> Wow, that story and then the others you mentioned ultimately made you want to write a book. And no telling how many kids have received the vaccine now after you took the time to write a book on that. But right. also, you made mention of how the small things matter. Like, you established rapport. You made him the helper. And you changed the wording. It's not a shot. It's a vaccine. So it's those Absolutely. little things that ultimately made him take it. Yes. I've done all kinds of tricks to get kids to get vaccines. Um, one day we was at the center and they had balloons. Balloons are the most favorite things to have at a vaccine site. So what I did was it was an orange balloon. So I convinced the kid that if they got the vaccine, that the balloon was going to turn green, but it was going to happen really quick. When I gave them the vaccine, that they had to pay close attention to it because if they didn't, they was going to miss that color change. And, you know, several kids went for it and they got their vaccine and it was like, oh, that balloon never turned green. I said, I told you it turns so quick that you can't even see it with your eyes. And, you know, that was like, that's why I said working with kids and me, it is such a wonderful feeling. I can tell you love it. It shows. Mm -hmm. So tell us more about the Nurses Lounge radio show. How did it start? What does it offer to listeners? So the Nurses Lounge radio show was a platform that I came up with because I always hear things about lounges and where people can go. They have cigar lounges. They have um, slurpy lounges. They have all kinds of lounges. And I was like, what about a nurse lounge? You know, we always go into the nurse lounge and give report. So why not bring that scale on a larger scale where nurses can come on the nurses lounge and talk about a little bit about what happens in the nurses lounge where we talk about patients, we talk about illnesses. So now we can get this word out to the community by talking in the nursing lounge and making them feel like they're part of us in our lounge where we give report and we get educated. Really cool. So can they go there too, just to voice and talk to other nurses? Is it like a way of just letting it out there for people who understand what they're going through? Right. So it's a platform where I bring on experts and sometimes I bring on patients to describe what they're feeling so that when someone listens to the radio show, they'll know that they're not the only ones experiencing this type of illness or this type of taking this type of medication and what it does to the body, whether the medication makes the hair fall out or make them feel really weak or that they're on such a small dosage that the doctor started with a small dosage and they increased it as, as time go on. On the nurses lounge, I also have a kid's corner where the okay. kids come on and talk about since we're um, um, 
after COVID has happened, I have the kids come on and talk about their education and how they view their education since COVID. Was it a good thing to do online schooling or are you better at school doing your work? And I have had a lot of kids volunteer to come on and talk about their day since they went back to school. You know, it's so important to let kids have a voice too. Agreed. So that's, that's why I started the Nurses Lounge um, Kids Corner. Nurse Deck's community advocates are passionate nurses who share their stories with our community and their followers. So apply today to join our Scrub Verified program. You'll work with a community that celebrates diversity and values your opinions. Access support and guidance from other Scrub Verified nurses. Get free Nurse Deck gear every month and become eligible for cross-promotion. There are also opportunities to work with us on a long-term basis by joining our advisory panel, where you can influence NurseDeck's growth and development to advance nurses' well-being globally. Interested? We'd love to have you. Check out nursedeck.com programs to learn more. That is really neat. So it's not just about nurses per se, but you bring on patients and you also have a kid's corner where you specifically ask them about how they view education, like the online learning versus being in the class. Exactly. Yes. We talk about um, different things such as one little girl wanted to talk about her grandmother having diabetes and how she helps her. So that was an interesting um, show we did. We also did a show on bullying to talk to the kids about being bullied or bullying someone else. So it's it's generally a platform um, for the kids that talk about what they have on their mind that day. And we do the show in a positive way. Bullying is real. I respect that you bring that topic up. I don't think it's brought up enough. So right. I respect you bring that up. So how do you feel about the current working conditions for nurses? And how do you think we can strengthen the healthcare system today? I think we can strengthen the healthcare system today by, you know, they do have EAP at certain offices, which is employee assistant program, which help you with depression and things like that to supposedly support you so that you don't get burned out. But what I would like to see is I would like to see some senior nurses go into these institutions and maybe have um, like a 15 minute um, breakout so that the nurses can come and talk about their patients who have passed on or their patients who weren't doing so well and had to be transferred to one of the critical care units so that we can get more um, upbeat spirit in the hospital and in our nursing lounges. I would prefer that they brighten up our nurses' lounges and make them more colorful so that they would be a more pleasing place for us to give report instead of like the solid white walls, you know, and the same old green lockers. Maybe give us some color lockers. Give us some, you know, just, just give us some self-care in other words. 
you know, ask us what we would love to see. Give us a massage chair in there. Maybe we can pop in and do a massage, you know, on one of our breaks, go in the break room, give yourself a massage and then go back out and, and still be able to take care of your patients safely. You're exactly right. You know, not only, you know, do patients have to be taken care of, but we, we are human. We have to be taken care of as well. And you're exactly right. 15 minutes of a breakout session can go so far. I know sometimes for myself, you know, if I've had a patient pass or like you said, go to the critical care units or not doing well, it can just ruin my, my day. And I'll take, mm -hmm. try to take care of other patients, but it's like my brain is in a fog. Just talking mm -hmm. to someone can make a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, you know, I have several nurse friends. So when I need that break or I need that breakthrough, when I go on lunch, I'll call one of my friends and I'll say, you know, I'm having a, a rough day at work today. Um, how can I, what could I have done better? For this patient and I just describe, you know, not by giving out any names or any pertinent information, but I'll just describe the situation that I was in and I say, well, is there anything I could have done better? You know, because that's what we look for. We look for what we could have done better to get a better outcome for our patients. And, you know, going to our colleagues can really help us understand what we could have done better or, you know, just something to make me feel a little better in what right. I did for that situation. Right. So what is the best message you can tell our nurses experiencing burnout and depression to boost the morale and keep them going? I always say, I hear people say, oh, you're a nurse, you chose this field. I tell people, no, I am a nurse and God chose this as my career. I don't have a field. I don't have a job. This is a career for me. And God placed me here to do exactly what he instilled in me. Trust, obedience, and most of all, love and care for those who need care. And stay true to yourself, you know. If something is really bothering you, you should be able to go to your supervisor and let them know how you feel on a personal, professional level. And if you can't get anything done at that level, then you can go right up the steps. And I guarantee you, change will happen. Because when you feel that way, then they can expect the other nurses to be a domino effect and feel the same way. So if, if you have any suggestions as to what your institution should start to do, trust me, someone else is feeling the same way you are. So speak up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also your comment you made earlier about how, you know, God called you reminds me of a quote. It goes something along the lines of it's nursing. It's not just a profession. It's a calling. So yes. that automatically came to my mind when you said that. It's the truth. It is. It really is. It takes a very fine person. And for me, it's these hands. God gave me these hands and they are so blessed. And when I have a patient that's not feeling well, I turn my hand over and I just hand it to them. And if they place their hands on my hand, you know, it's almost like I can feel 
the the happiness and the joy that's coming into them and you know that's that's just what inspires me as a nurse you know that touch that human touch and you know people nowadays you know they put on gloves they put on this they put on that and i say i'm a nurse from the old school where you did wear gloves to do any procedure that you were doing and it's just something about the human touch the clutch yeah you're exactly right because you can always wash your hands afterwards right exactly <laughs> <laughs> and that is so important i'm telling you that human touch is so important and you know it means so much to me especially i give them the option if they want to hold my hand you know i don't say i'm holding your hand you know i just hold my hand out and a normal thing for somebody to do when you hold your hand out is to place their hand on top of yours so yes and some people say nobody never offered me their hand you know so i just found that to be my gift to patients mm -hmm. That's really awesome. I cannot wait to read the Magic Nurse Vaccine Versus Shots. I'm telling you, that book and me are one. And um, one of the pharmacists in California gave me that name as the Magic Nurse because she saw how I interact with the kids and the kids that were coming to my station weren't crying. And it, it all was you know, me introducing myself to them into my world and letting them know that my world was also their world. That's so cool. Well, thank you for sharing your story and giving us your positivity. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And I want to thank you guys for interviewing me and letting me be on your platform as well. This has been one of the most wonderful um platforms that a nurse can come to to feel comfortable during an interview and you just brought out everything in me that i wanted to share today Aww, that means a lot absolutely thank you for your time is there anything else you want to share um i would just like to say it doesn't take a much to speak up for you and your colleagues but to bring it to someone's attention to make the life that you want at your job to be pleasant but you have to speak up sometimes people are fearful to speak up but right. you have to yes yeah well thank you charlene we appreciate thank you thank you so much jamie it's been a pleasure absolutely take care This has been a Nurse Tech production hosted by NP Jamie Smith and RN Brianna Kinney Orr. This episode was produced and edited by Juan Paolo Toison and Julia Taliesin. Join us on social.nursetech.com to connect with podcast hosts and guests and experience a truly nurse-centered online community. Thank you for listening.